The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time roma craft tobacco the after show the after the show after the after, after show. show it's the after show everybody the show after the show yeah Kabathi Katuru is still with us. Still here. He's the For guy. some reason. No, I'm still here. Still we tried here. to not, shake him. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> no place, He's not nowhere. going anywhere because African Diaspora Connects is the podcast you listen to also. Absolutely. And you, you'll hear him. Uh, great pipes, right? He sounds oh, really voice. good. I, I wish I good sounded timber. like that. It's really good. Really good. So uh, what do we want to get a little into? I, I'm, I'm really curious about your journey from Kenya yeah. to, the United, to the United States. Uh-huh. What, what was the... The catalyst for that, and can you talk a little bit to us about how that happened? So the journey was actually through my dad. May he rest in peace. Uh, Mr. Man himself, Nelson is his first name. Nelson Gaturu Kibathi. Um, He he went for his master's program here back in the day. Um, Came back to Kenya. Uh, Things weren't working out. Uh, Middle-income family. Uh, He took the ultimate sacrifice and decided, like, you know what? Um, I'm heading back, uh, you know, I'm heading back for you guys because they promised me uh, a bag of goods with my advanced uh, degree. Uh, we Africans, education is absolutely key. So he came back and he started from scratch uh, to pave a way for us. He left us, his wife, his kids, and uh, three years into it, I was the first one to arrive in 1989. Come uh, by yourself? Yes, I came by, but he was here. Okay, and and, and for me, I was lucky because he was here. Most of us actually have no one uh, to uh, have you, you know, waiting for you at the airport. I had my father, so I was privileged from that perspective. So he paved the way for me uh, to what come back. What was his career? His social worker. Uh, he was a social worker, and that's what he did. Um, you know, his masters in uh, human services. Uh, that's what he did, and he, uh, you know. It was all about dealing with the community and uh, uplifting the community. He was a counselor and all that stuff. Very smart, uh, very wise man. So he was uh, the genesis. Uh, he's my rock. He's everything that I would ever want to aspire to be. He's my guy, my dad. Yeah. So you, you arrive here on uh-huh. U.S. soil. Yep. And what's your first, your first move? My first was, was college. I was enrolled at Fitchburg State College. Uh, I, I, I landed on a, on, on a Saturday night and on Monday... Uh, January the 15th is when I landed, and I think January the, uh, the 17th or something of that nature, uh, I was in class. I was a freshman at Fitchburg State College. and uh, that Studying? Was, uh, accounting. No kidding. Accounting, yeah. I, I was an auditor. I worked for one of the prominent, the most prominent uh, professional services companies in the world. I'll say their name right here. I'll give them a plug. Uh, Deloitte. It was uh, Deloitte and Touche. 
out there. I was going to be a CPA. And yeah, it rhymes with douche. Yeah, it does. It's douche. You've heard of that. Because it was getting so serious over here with all this accounting talk. Throwing a dick or a fart joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it. That was it. That was it. Uh, And you say, I'm going to go, when you go to school, not like another kid, let me fuck around and let me have fun. It's all business. It, no, I got I to gotta do this. It's all business, but I fucked around a lot. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. It, it took me uh, six years to graduate because I oh. fucked around in the middle. All right. I fucked around in the middle and I just, you know, I got carried away a couple of years into it. I was living the American dream. I wanted to live the life. I was young. I was irresponsible. Like I should be at that age and I made all the wrong moves. But I, one day I woke up and said enough and is enough. Enough is enough. I got to straighten out and do what needs to be happening. I mean, my mom has sacrificed so much for me. My dad has sacrificed so much for me. Yeah. So I had to get it done. Okay. And I got it done. It took me six years, though, but I got it done. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you end up with a degree in accounting? Accounting, yes. It was a bachelor of business administration with a concentration in accounting. It, it's it's always good, no matter what field you go into, understand money. Yeah. Yeah. How money works. And right. Numbers. Numbers. Just yes. numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what do you do now? Uh, oh, so, so listen, uh, so I did that for a couple of years and, uh, it just wasn't my thing. I, it, it wasn't, I'm not this person you're going to just have hold up in a little room out there crunching numbers. That's not my personality. Yes. All right. But I, I but growing up, this is what my You'd dad. You'd be a good account to have though. I mean, it'd be an interesting meeting. <laughs> it will, 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 that, that it will be for a fact. Uh, and, and the thing is, I'll tell you this, it's because my dad thought I'd be a good accountant and I did what my dad uh, asked me to do, and that is one thing that I, I, I think we should live, give our kids a chance, but we don't know anything about nothing, but I got a good foundation. Uh, but years into it, I uh, realized this is not what I want to do, and I, and I approached him. I was like, Dad, this is not working for me. I'm going to have a change in career, and he was very supportive. He's like, son, whatever you want to do, go ahead. All right? You're here right now. As long as you find something that whatever, go for it. I became a headhunter. In finance. So oh. I, oh. Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, the aha moment. Okay. I, I, I understand numbers. I understand whatever. And I, I only can... just now got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked that on the regular show because I believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and, and I was, because I, 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 I knew my product. I know accounting. I know finance. Uh, I can speak. I could speak the language. I could speak it better now. And and, and so I, I, I use my natural flair of being able to connect with folks. I'm a natural salesman. So I believe growing up, I can, I can sell and I can convince. And I was an amazing cold caller. I could just call. I was dialing for dollars. Dialing. Was, 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 uh, it was one of those uh, boiler room elements. Yeah. Okay. You know, dial for dollars. 100% commission. They give you a draw, but you got to pay it back. Yeah. You know, it's a draw. First year, I hardly made diddly squats. A year into it. And I, you got to be able to take rejection. I, I, every day, every waking moment, the click, hello, how, click, hello, uh, click, you know what I mean? And, 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 so it, a headhunter's job is to find a job for somebody not looking for the job. And that's the tricky part. That's the yes. tricky part, okay? So you want to find someone who's looking for a job, but I'm also looking for an, an, a company that's looking to hire. So the best bet was the company was mine. I'm like, I have a client here that I've been able to go in there and, and, and make them understand that, I can provide the service and I have the clients. So you have a hundred. So the whole commission belongs to you. So it's all about sales. It's all about rejection. It's all about the ability to go out there and just propagate. How is that today with people not working right now that because they're getting paid not to work right now because of the pandemic that 
We, we just got the, the thing is that the, the folks that I deal with though are professionals. The people that I, the, my, my my pedigree, these okay. folks work. Okay. You know, the kind of folks that I deal with, I mean, these are serious players. These yeah, are, this is upper level. Yeah, this is upper level. This okay. is upper Ashley on. You know, this okay. is what it, it's actually close to. It's not executive search, but I'm up there. I'm up there. I mean, I'm, so, I got people making two hundred fifty thousand oh. dollars that I'm working with. You know, anywhere between you know entry level. I don't do entry level. But anywhere between like ninety thousand to two hundred fifty thousand. That's my bracket. Okay. These folks want to work. Yeah. These, these are hustlers. These yeah. are people who want to work. So yeah. that's a lot like uh, real estate sales, right? Uh-huh. There are up markets and down markets. Absolutely. And- Absolutely. Like, like last year with the pandemic, no one was hiring. Yeah. It, the, it, nobody was hiring. It, you go hungry because there's, there's nothing. There's right. nothing to move on that. Yeah. So I did the headhunting thing for a while. Uh, I started. I raised the family. And uh, I had some really good three years in me. Uh, doing that kind of business, but it was just, it was, it fluctuated too much and it's highly stressful. Settle down, start raising a family. And uh, I decided now to get into something more concrete where I had a salary that I could really uh, get into. That was, that would work for Fleet Boston Financial, which is Bank of America now. And uh, finance once again, you know, so, uh, and it's, it's been uh, since then I've been doing it and till today. And I also wear our diversity hat. Corporate America needs diversity because we have, we don't have enough people that look like me yeah. uh, in those corporate boardrooms. So I wear that hat as well. And I'm very well connected with a lot of uh, the diversity groups out there. And that's how I pay my bills. That's, that's me. And, and you're good at what you do. I'm very good at what I do. There we go. That's uh, the right I am, answer. I am. I am. I am. Good. Yeah. I am. I, I'm not surprised. I am. I work, for, I work for a 1435. That says something about something. Yeah. Yeah. And you're very good at what you do when it comes to the podcasting. And I hope our audience listens to African Diaspora Connects. Folks, tune into that. I'm telling you for a fact. Tune into that. Just pay attention. Give us some credence. We're going somewhere. Let's ride this boat together. African Diaspora Connects, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Thursday. When it comes to cigars, yeah. it was a very white thing. I've gotten into the cigar business in 1985. Uh-huh. My audience, my, my customer was Older white guys, yeah. that's who it was. Uh-huh. Uh, as things changed up, younger people started getting into it. When I say younger, maybe in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it gets even even lower as it goes on. And Hispanics were the people that rolled the cigars. They didn't smoke them. Understood. And it was just a, a white person's thing for whatever reason it was. Mm-hmm. Hispanics got in. Blacks got in big, mm-hmm. big. That uh, I don't even remember of a black-owned cigar shop back then and now there's maybe more of them than there are white a lot of lounges yeah 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 yeah. and now we're all trying to get the women involved into it which didn't didn't happen uh for me at all and that actually i I think the biggest growth that happened was in the black community that um the women the black woman and the black man together Mm -hmm. go and have cigars together and this becomes the next thing of, of growth with the cigar industry so it'll be very interesting when your friends open up the cigar lounge absolutely in kenya yeah um there there is something to it that they start understanding the finer things in life including when we get together and have the scotch tasting yes it, I, I knew nothing about scotches mm-hmm. and stuff and sat in on a handful of them already and i'm learning as it's going on and i can appreciate it like i couldn't before yeah yeah no it, it really is and then talk about cigars man i mean uh, Michael Jordan, 
Bass, the goat, you know, yes. himself. He's, on the, he's retired now. What does he have? When he's, he always yeah. has a good stick. I, I forget what he smokes. Uh, forget a lot his, of Cubans. Yeah, a lot of Cubans. Yeah. But just that image of Michael Jordan with an amazing cigar. I mean, that just <laughs> makes us like, oh, I want to be like Mike. Yeah. I want to be like Mike. And so this is where it's at. Maybe you can't buy the automobile he drives no, or, the, it, or the jet that he has. I, or, you can smoke the cigar he does. Maybe you can't smoke the cigar, but I can smoke this one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's better. Tell, be me, honest with you. Tell me about your cigar journey. Uh-huh. You, you have your diasporic crew that you're kind of hanging with. Yeah. You guys are maybe are dabbling in scotch. Yeah. Does somebody bring cigars to the party and say, all right, we're going to learn about cigars tonight? How did you get your first one? My first one, uh, my, 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 my brother Patrick uh, got me my first cigar. Uh, we went to a wedding in Dallas, Texas. Uh, my boy was getting married, George Wainaina, and uh, it was a Byron. Wow. All right. It That's was, how you start. Oh, I yeah. started with a Byron. I started with a Byron. <laughs> Everything's downhill after <laughs> it's been that. downhill ever since. But yeah, my fr- it was a Byron. I was oh like, my. whoa. Like, wow. And oh my God. It was like, I, 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 I was like, do I inhale this? Do I do what? I didn't know how to would handle it. Uh, but yeah, it was, was, was a Byron. And, and uh, it was amazing. You they, liked it. I, I fell in love with it. I, I, yeah. I love I love the Honorable. I love it. I love it. I am just, uh, I just, it's, it's something that I just adore. So that was my beginning. I started with it with, with wow. uh, oh, high class, Patrick Arango, my man. Usually how we do it in the United States is yeah. we smoke shit at the beginning. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Real crappy uh, <laughs> things you buy in the convenience store. I understood. And then you graduate into, into premium cigars and years into it, you smoke a buyer. But I did not know when he gave it to me, I thought every cigar... I, yeah. I, I had no idea. I just <laughs> thought every cigar was as smooth as a Byron, yeah. you know. And uh, I came to realize it doesn't work that way. Well, that would be like saying every Kenyan's as smooth as you, and they're not. Ah, 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 true that, true that. Somebody Hello. getting the Kleenex is a little brown on his nose. <laughs> He's smooth, though. He is yes. smooth. He's very slick. <laughs> hey, listen, I do try. I do try. I do try. So what about your first box of cigars? What was that? Um, uh, actually was, uh, you sold it to me actually recently. I don't buy, boxes. I know the answers of it. I yeah. know the answer. I believe. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm this guy. I, I'm this guy. I go to the, I, I have, I have a humidor with two cigars in it. I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm that kind of guy, honestly speaking. That's Barry. He yeah. smokes what he gets. That's you know? two more than I have You know right what I'm saying? Now, so. But on a typical week, I'll go through my eight cigars. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'll never, I just, I'm just this guy. So the box thing, every so often I, I'll do a duo with one of my friends. I'm hoping to do one of them today. We, 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 can, we can have one of these today. You know, Perdomo t- yeah, Perdomo, yeah I'd, I'd love that. I'd love that today. Um, so, yeah. I believe it was Nesta Miranda's special selection. That's the one. In the special Toro size. That's, that's oh, the that one. Was your first that, that, one. That, that was the one. That was the time. The first it was time. an honor. I got to sell you your you, first you box. Did, you it's did. It's a big deal. You it's did. Big deal. You did. I'm, not, I'm not a big spender, uh, but I, uh, I, I, I enjoy that, and I really do. So I'm not a box kind of guy but i love my sticks i love my sticks good yeah good yeah you right. know i used to work for that company right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and you're a big fan of that what so i was trying to do barry was set you up with a segue mm. and just blew it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um that it's yeah but once again this this whole trip this whole thing we're trying to do with the thing in africa in kenya specifically i think we are gonna do an amazing thing it's it's gonna be something that they haven't seen uh we have to deal with a lot of shit bureaucracy just trying to get the stuff in there uh uh, my partners have done a lot of heavy lifting uh with uh just getting the 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 licenses and everything else exporting the stuff over there you will come in handy as well i'm sure they've been talking to you oh yeah happy to help it anyway in in itself 
And guys, I tell you, when you're back in Kenya some of these days, the Giraffe Center, I'm giving them a plug. Check it out. Giraffe Manor <laughs> in Karen. We'll be, right at, we'll be right outside. Twigger Cigar Lounge. Come see us. What I, what I think is going to happen is that the guys that end up gravitating towards cigars in Kenya are going to mm-hmm. realize the brotherhood that happens when you share rolled up fermented tobacco leaves. Yeah. Because this, and we talked about it on the, the main show, this has been the great equalizer in our lounge where some of the guys may not have gravitated toward having a conversation with yeah. what, what is intimidating. You walk up and there's six Kenyans all sitting there smoking Byron's and it's like, all right, obviously you guys are of means and you have high quality as far as tastes. Maybe I'm not going to measure up. And it's the exact opposite. You guys have been so welcoming for me and my staff here in the store. Yeah. Just welcoming us with open arms, getting the scotch tasting going. It has been an eye-opening experience because I always said that this was the great equalizer because I've seen trash men talk to the high-level accountant, talking to the high-level lawyer. I've seen that. But what what I saw in that lounge of guys that probably don't have other black friends, Mm -hmm. people exchanging numbers, and now everybody is all friends. It truly has happened. And And I hope that happens in Kenya. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. In Kenya, though, I'll say this. It's going to be different uh, from the perspective. It's, once again, uh, it's it's that 1%. It's that high echelon population. It's going to be... It's it's, it's people of means, specifically, who are going to be doing this kind of thing. Uh, The network will be there in, in of itself. But once again... Uh, it's going to be like golf. Golf in Kenya is, it's not a layman's kind of, it's a rich man's sport. It's, it's a rich man's sport, yeah. rich man's sport and, here. And, 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 and cigar, same thing. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure whether we'll be able to uh, engage anyone outside of, of, of those realms. Mm. We, we have a target population that we're going to be targeting for this kind of thing. So, Will uh, they be having drinks there? Oh, we're going to have the barista. We're going to have the whiskeys. We're going we're gonna to have a sommelier. We're going to have the mm. wines okay. in of itself. And we're going to have some, you know, some, something to bite on, too, as in that kind of thing. And it's, it's just going to be out in the middle. It's, it's, it's a little half-acre uh, segment. Uh, and half an acre, you can do a lot with mm. half an acre, of itself so yeah and it's open air and it's going to be beautiful we're going to have little sheds there and stuff you can just have a good time chill out relax and just want to come back do you think we could do the cigar authority live from there and god willing from from uh, you from, from from you from your mouth to god's ears it's going to happen that be something? it's going to be something that's oh, yeah. never been done someone oh, yeah. in the chat room requested oh, yeah. that oh really yeah. i'm in uh, all right let's do this thing I'm in. so how come long of a, how long of a ride how long of a drive there? <laughs> flight, for, flights. Port, you mean you mean hours? Flight. flight? So yeah. So this is what happens. So we there's uh, before uh, Kenya Airways now has a direct flight uh, from New York City uh, to Nairobi, and that's I think it's 15 hours or 16 hours. Okay. So normally what though, did you get us into? You know, I'm yeah, just talking. You better be flying first class. That's all I'm saying. I don't. So trust me. I'm way back there. Uh, but normally we take a break. It's somewhere in Europe. Could be in Amsterdam. Could be in England, you know, to lay over a few hours and jump onto the next one, blase, and you're in. So it's six hours to Europe, another eight hours uh, to the motherland, you know, of itself. Uh, and then once you land there, you got a long way to go? Or you land in the Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a city slicker, man. I'm, I'm home, man. I'm home. I'm a city okay. slicker. I'm, I'm 20 minutes off the airport, man. I'm okay. home. I'm, home. I'm, right. I'm that guy. I'm so, that guy. You know, I go, I go to places like Nicaragua. You land and you got another whole day no, to drive. No, 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 okay. no. I'm a, I'm a drop away. I'm right now. I'm, a, I'm, right, I'm, home. I'm right. home. How often do you go back to Kenya? All right. Uh, it's... Of late, it's been yearly. It's been an annual thing. But before that, it was forever. Of late, I lost my parents. 
when my dad passed away uh, in 2018, uh, it was a yearly thing, handling his estate and stuff like that. Uh, so I try to make it an annual thing. COVID came. It's been a little bit over that. But it's going to be an it's, I try to make it an annual December uh, pilgrimage for myself. Do, do Kenyans come to America, make their fortune, and then retire or li- in Mark, yeah. Mark, your boy Mark, he's, that's what he's going to do. He's yep. made his fortune, and he's going to live like a king. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's going to live like a king. That's, that's, a, that's the intent. I will plan on retiring there. I'm not going back anytime soon. Uh, I have another maybe decade, 12, 15 years ahead of me. Uh, but I would love to retire in the motherland. That's I really would. I, I really would love that. Uh, just go and connect with the folks and just... It, the pace is so different. It's just, it's Hakuna Matata. You, who knows what I've that means? Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's uh, no problema. It's Hakuna Matata. It's just easy going, you know? And like I said, you invest your money right. You did your 401k thing correctly. You put something aside, you've invested. It's heaven on earth. It is. Are Roach. you going? Road trip. Road trip. All right, let's do this thing. <laughs> I'll be your guide. All right, that is it for the after show. All right. uh, thanks for everybody listening. What All do right. we have coming next week? Uh, TPE. TPE, yeah, the Tobacco Plus Expo is happening. Uh, it actually starts today, Wednesday, and we're going to get all the info of what's happening there, and we'll report back to you next week. So, Kabathi, thank you. Thank you, David. Uh, thank you, guys. very much. Barry, African Jonathan Diaspora Connects. connects. African Diaspora Connects. Check us out. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.